morning. Today's Psalter reading comes from Psalm 146, verses 1 through 10. It can be found in the back of your hymnal on page 858. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I am a king. Put not your trust in princes, in mortals, in whom there is no help. Their breath departs, they return to the earth. Happy are those whose help is in the God of Jacob. Whose hope is in the Lord their God. Who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them. Who keeps faith forever. Who executes justice for the oppressed. Who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. And upholds the widow and the orphan. But the Lord brings the way of the wicked to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, from generation to generation. Praise, Praise the Lord. Today's scripture comes from Ruth, the first chapter, verses 1 through 18. Emelik's family goes to Moab. In the days of the judges, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to live in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Emelik and the name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Mahon and Kilian. They were Ephanites from Bethlehem, Bethlehem and Judea. They went into the country of Moab and remained there, but Emelek and the husband of Naomi died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of one was Oprah, the name of the other Ruth. When they had lived there about 10 years, both Mahan and Kilian also died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. <clears throat> Naomi and her Moabite daughters-in-law. Then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she'd been living, she and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back, each of you, to your mother's house. 
May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them and they wept aloud. They said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. Then they wept again out loud. Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you or turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you will die, I will die. There, will, there I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me, and more as well, even if death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. The word of God for the people of God. It is one of the better known phrases in all of scripture, where you go, I will go. I have that in a room where I spend a lot of time doing work on projects, making sissy mad and praying. She doesn't get mad at that part. And on the wall is that saying. Where you go, I will go. Now remember what my vocation in life is. Remember how often I move. Remember how often I have dragged my wife and daughter to a totally new place where there is only the unknown. The same questions you ask when there's a new pastor are the questions I ask when there's a new church. Who are you? What are you like? Are we going to get along? Are you going to grow my faith like I hope to grow your faith? And through it all, I had a wife and a daughter, still have the wife. Don't know what happened to the daughter. Where you go, I will go. Lord, we thank you that those words are also true of you, that you speak them so often in the quiet of our hearts, telling each of us wherever we are walking, whatever we are experiencing, if you will let me, I will go where you go. We thank you for this word of grace and strength 
and marvelous hope. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if you knew this or not, but two weeks ago was Laity Sunday, and a big thank you to Al Quarles for preaching and leading worship. It really does excite my faith as a pastor to see laity especially so willing, so eager to serve in different places in the ministries and the life of the church. Sissy and I actually were gone that weekend, even though we were here that Sunday. She and I attended a wedding in Atlanta. Sissy and I have very close friends, and I guess you can say that I have become their personal pastor through the years. Twelve years ago, I married their firstborn son. And two weeks ago, I did his brother's wedding. In fact, I'm wearing the stole from that. That's the significance of the rings on the cross. Y'all know ring, rings, uh, rings. It was beautiful. It was just absolutely wonderful. And it was so so stupid. You see, like everyone else ever married in the sight of God, this bride and groom made the dumbest of promises. To love in sickness and in health. I've been around some of y'all when you were sick. I've visited some of y'all when you were sick. Sometimes when you're sick, you're not much fun. Then you can be hard to be around. You know, everyone does that different. When Sissy and I get sick, just leave us alone and we're fine. In fact, she left me alone so well one day, she forgot I was there. It was 8 o'clock at night, and I had to call her on my cell phone from the other room. I had a broken leg, so I couldn't walk. And I said, are you going to feed me today? <laughs> I don't like to be left that alone. In sickness and in health. Every time I say that phrase, I remember a couple just barely in their 30s. Oh, they were so excited and so happy. Not long before the wedding, they found out she had incurable cancer. Those words came to take on a whole different meaning. She tried to cancel the wedding. He didn't say these words, but he said them in another way, where you go, I will go. We're in this together. Whatever happens, there wasn't a dry eye in that church because everyone knew. In sickness and in health, through good days and bad days, 
I haven't had a bad hair day in years, but Sissy has. And we've been married 39 years, and I can probably count on two hands the number of days where we woke up and we were seeing eye to eye, living life on the same level. Sometimes one was up and the other down and the other one this way, and sometimes in the course of the day we did this number. There were good days. There were hard days. There were bad days. And yet, I promised to love her through, the all, through, through them all, and dumber still, she promised to love me through them all. They promised fidelity to each other for the rest of their lives. In fact, the only way to get out of this agreement is to die. There was no negotiation, no compromises made, or even offered. No, I'll love you if you get sick, if you will cut the grass and take out the trash. They stood before each other in the presence of God and told each other, I'm going to love you 100% and expect 0% in return. I'm going to love you no matter what you do, and I'm going to show it to you every day, even if you never show me the same. I am thoroughly, utterly committing myself to you and your welfare, even if it costs me everything. Everyone was ooing and aahing and putting their hands to their hearts. And I was thinking about how dumb love can be. What incredibly stupid promises to make. And how amazing that we make them still. Naomi knew the power of such love, of such dumb, amazing love. Naomi is a widow, a widow with no living sons. She is carrying the excruciating pain of three deaths. And her family stands at the brink of extinction. There was no widow's pension, no social security. Her life was in serious jeopardy. And the depth of her misery is evident. Her own words show it. The Lord's hand has gone out against me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Naomi just wanted 
to go home. And in her misery and pain, who is it that comes to her side? Who leans into her life? Who loves her heart to heart? Naomi and Ruth shared little in common. One was Jewish, the other was a Gentile. They were from very different generations. One was from a country who honored faithfulness to God. The other was from a country whose reputation was licentiousness, hedonism, false gods, and greed. Two people with so little in common, and yet they shared an uncommon bond. Where you go, I will go. Your God shall be my God. Your people will be my people. Now think about what she is saying. For you, I give up my home, my family, and my friends. For you, I willingly leave behind all that is familiar to me. The only life I've ever known, I give it all up for you. When we reach out to our community, we might come to know the blessing of such a dumb, amazing love. We may find ourselves loving and being loved by those of other generations, or those of different faiths, or those of no faith. We may discover the person standing beside us, that person into whose life we are leaning. Well, we may just find them leaning into our lives, standing beside us. And when we look, they may not look like us. They may not sound like us. They might be as different from us as Naomi was from Ruth. We might even find ourselves loving people from Ohio. You know who you are. Donna, you know who you're going to be talking to today. And we know who you are too because we already love each other with that same dumb, amazing love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is relationship. Love your neighbor as yourself. Relationship. Iron sharpens iron. Describing the friendship of two men, in this case, relationship. Two are better than one. If one falls down, the other can help him or her up. Mutual support. 
mutual care, mutual concern. These are words of relationship. The New Testament tells us that we are to meet together regularly for worship, to encourage, to share, to draw closer, to support, to strengthen more words of relationship. The Bible always, New Testament or Old Testament, chooses relationship over rules. Ruth was committed to loving Naomi with dumb, amazing love. And she made such absurd promises, dedicating herself to someone else, giving up life as she knew it for the sake of another. Orpah went home. Ruth stayed by Naomi's side. And I think it says so much that there is no book in the Bible called Orpah. But there is a book of the Bible called Ruth. Because she showed us a dumb, amazing love. Like our creator God, the hanger of stars, the author of everlasting life, sending heaven's brightest star to die on a cross for people hardly worth it. Such dumb, amazing love. Thank God for such dumb, amazing love. When I think of All Saints days, I think about all the people who had a hand in my journey to Rock Hill, to Aldersgate, to this pulpit, however many decades later or just days later. And I think of the names on this list and I see them as people who loved someone enough with a dumb, amazing love that they cared to write their names down because they made a difference. I apologize if I mispronounce these names. I ask you to bear with me and even correct me if you care to as we're going through. I do want to get it right. That in a, a state of prayer, but even more of gladness for having had these people in our lives. Let us celebrate the faith they lived among us and the dumb, amazing love they showed us. Mona Hale, Brat Hale, Luella Tuttle, Ofa Tuttle, 
William Jernigan, John Beard, Ellen Regan, Don and Edith Elliott, Ken Cropper, Beth Knowles, Rose Neff, Robert and Margaret Ganey, Milas Ganey, Ralph and Maddie Bushy, Mike Colt, Robert and Vera Colt, Bob and Jane Watkins, Mabel Forbes, Lynn Farrington, Lenny Farrington, Preacher Patty Griffith Falah, Janie and Steve Matson, Ms. Sandy Ballinger, Vera Rummel, The Barfields, The Sutton, The Wolfs, Audrey Hilstead, Carolyn Sen, C.W. Sen, Margaret Neely, A.T. Neely, Jim Skews. The parents of the McMillans, Pam Theron, Michael Theron, Doug Higginbotham, Gladys Cease Mitchell, Harry Francis Mitchell, Bill Fisher, <coughs> Ethel Howard, Lucy Sarhage McDonald, Oma Fike, Dave Pitch or Pike, I apologize, Carolyn Dennis. A.C. Holler, Jr., Beth Holler, Evelyn Griggs, Les Racine, and Stan Rose. Lord, we are grateful that these people have been a part of our lives. And even if their names aren't known to us, their love is through others whom we do know and who show us that love so dearly. 
for those who grieve. Bring your comfort. Give them such memories of good times that they cannot help but laugh and smile and rejoice even in the midst of their pain. We celebrate their life among us, but even more, we celebrate the life they now live with you. And we look forward to the day when we can be with them again in that promised land for the faithful. In Jesus' name, we celebrate we rejoice, we honor all of them because you love us with such dumb, amazing love. Thank you, Lord, and amen.